Good morning, good afternoon. We're back on a good microphone and we're back on the beach uh, again. It's a huge, massive wave today down here at Bondi. The sun's out, the rain stopped. I think it's coming back again tomorrow, but oh, what a gorgeous day. And uh, well, I hope you can hear a little bit of the waves in the background. It's, it's quite poetic. Uh, and uh, wow, uh, there are people surfing out there and I think there must be three meter waves. It's so beautiful. Anyway, uh, today I'm going to have a conversation about energy and it's a really important one. You will always have energy uh, for uh, the things that you get positive feedback on. So, uh, and, and a couple of examples of this in, 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 and uh, using this in, uh, in uh, both positive and negative context is when I was a kid, uh, I got a lot of negative feedback about my schoolwork. Uh, so the feedback system I was operating under was you're a dickhead, uh, you've got no brains and uh, you'd be better off uh, doing something else. And so I did something else. I got positive feedback, however, from theft. And so I became, um, at the age of 13, I became the supplier of drugs and, uh, and car parts and all sorts of things to all the 18 year olds who were out uh, really doing big crime, I became their their supplier. And they gave me very positive feedback, uh, reinforcement in terms of money. And most often I just gave it to them for free because I had so much fun, uh, which is, again, another feedback system. So the feedback systems we use to, to uh, live our life give us the energy we have to do it. So um, uh, feedback, people become as you treat them. So. If, uh, if, if you're expecting your team to in, at work to give you uh, productivity and you're always telling them what they didn't product, if you're always telling them how they could be good at their job or they can learn their job or one day they will be good at their job, the feedback they're getting is they're not. The feedback they're getting is they're not good at their job. So you have to be really careful to treat people as you wish them to become. If you want to have a, a kid that you want that person to become self-sufficient and self-reliant and uh, strong. Treat them as a self-sufficient, self-reliant, strong person. Not treat them as a person who will become a self-sufficient, strong and self-reliant person. Treat them as a self-sufficient individual and respect their choices. And, and even when they're not necessarily wise choices, treat them as you wish them to become. It's the same with a partner. And too many times I hear people talking about what's wrong with their partner, what's wrong with their relation. And, and yet, uh, and so they start treating their partner as a wounded, uh, broken um, individual who's, uh, who's, uh, who, and tre treating, them, treating their partner as their partner treats themselves. And this is very, very, uh, very unwise um, um, strategy. You've got to treat the person as you wish them to become. And to do that, you have to ask them what they want to become. So, for example, if your partner wanted to become an airline pilot, and uh, they failed for the last 10 years in the exams. And uh, you started treating them as a person, trying to help them pass the exam. You're treating them as a person who failed the exam. This is uh, possibly uh, an understandable act of compassion and kindness to a partner. But the wiser thing to do would be to treat them as an airline pilot and actually treat them as a champion, treat them as a person who passed, treat them as a person, don't buy into their self-treatment. Self-talk is a really important part of life and as you know it's the sixth step in the back on track process which I invented to help you evolve on a daily basis and one of the key elements of, of the sixth step is the sixth step which is 
uh, self-talk. Self-talk is where we, uh, you know, we're, we're in our head 24-7. There's nobody else can be in our brain. You can read all the books you want. You can listen to all the podcasts you want. You can be all the coached you want. But you really are in charge of that thing that's inside your head, which is called self-talk. And if your self-talk is, well, one day I will be, or if I was, or gee whiz, what did I do wrong today? Or I uh, wonder if I did that right? Or gee, I'm not very good at this. That plays into the paradigm of treat yourself as you wish to become, treat yourself as a dickhead, treat yourself as a baby or as a beginner or as a junior. Or you can treat yourself as a superior person which, to others, which is gonna end up in, in trouble because people hate superiority. So if you wanna treat yourself as you wish to become, Treat yourself as the same as everybody else, but with special skills. And acknowledge those skills, acknowledge your strengths, acknowledge the things you're really, really blessed and born to be good at. And acknowledge them, and acknowledge them, acknowledge them, and acknowledge them, and then acknowledge them some more. Self-talk is the thing that's inside your head 24-7, and there's nothing gonna affect your destiny. Nothing gonna affect your destiny. No coach, no book, no podcast, no Money, no success, no boss, no nothing gonna affect your destiny more than what you say to yourself. If you say to yourself, oh gee, I'm so lucky to get a bonus, that is treating yourself like a, uh, an idiot who someone uh, 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 just happened to pay a bonus because they made a mistake. If you got a bonus, it's because you earned it. And you need to say that to yourself, I earned this bonus. I'm worthy of this bonus. I'm worthy of more than this bonus next year. You can say these things. You can treat yourself as you wish to become. But more importantly, or as importantly, when you're operating with a team, it's so easy to see what's wrong. It's so easy to see what people didn't do, or your kids. It's so easy to see what they, how they treat themselves and then try to fix it. So if you are, uh, um, are operating with a kid who, let's say, didn't pass their exam, and you go, okay, I'm gonna help you pass your exams, you're treating that kid as they treat themselves. They are failing exams but you've got to treat them as a person who passed their exam, as a champion, as a person who's really clever. Treat them as you wish them to become. This is very important stuff here, guys. Now, did you know this? This is a, the fact of today. Did you know this? You ready for it? If you have one single thought in your entire life that hasn't been thought by another human being, if you have one single thought in your entire life that hasn't been thought by another human being, it's a miracle. 99.9999999% of all thinking on the planet is repetitive. So people think that they think, but most of the time they're just repeating what they've heard, repeating what they think they should think, they're repeating what they think they think they think, or repeating what they thought they thought they think they thought. They're just repeating, and they're repeating mistakes. They're repeating. And the opportunity is not to think something new, but to mimic something that gets you what you want. This is not about finding that thought that nobody ever thought before. That's a miracle. It's about finding a thought process that someone thought before that got them what they want and you want what they've got because there's very little new on this planet. Somebody already built a million dollar uh, family. Somebody already built uh, uh, wealth out of real estate. Somebody already thought the thoughts that built the thought that you want to be build. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to find the thinking that will get you the thinking that you find the thinking that will get you the thinking that you that will drive you towards what you want. 
Now this is really important shit because there are people walking around saying, think like I think. They call themselves life coaches. They say, think what I think and you'll achieve your goals. And you go, show me your, uh, what are your goals to the life coach? And the coach will go, oh, my goals are to coach people. And you go, but my goals aren't to coach people. My goals are to make money or build a family or become the CEO of a business or something. And they go, well, that's not my goals. And say, well, then your thinking won't get me to my thinking. So the first thing is to be very clear on understanding that uh, it's a miracle in life when, a th when, when you think something that nobody ever thought before. And therefore, what you need to think in order to get what you want has already been thought. You just need to find the person who thought it. Now, a biography is going to tell you what a person thought on the way to thinking what they thought to get what they wanted. So a biography is going to tell you somebody's story where they fell off, they, they, they crashed their car, and they went to hospital and they thought this and then this happened and that happened. They're going to tell you the whole story. But the thoughts that they were learning during the process of their accident or their experience or their failures of their business aren't necessarily the thoughts that got them to build what they want. What the thoughts were that got them to build what they want is what they ended up with, which they don't teach because they don't think it's very important because it's just who they are. So understanding how to think to get what you want and what different thinking will change your environment, change your, your, uh, the way you treat yourself, change your self-talk. To understand the different self-talk, you've got to understand what it is you want to manifest. And so you understand, therefore, what thinking you're chasing that will cause you to manifest. Now, there is no thinking on earth doesn't have a negative side. So if you say, oh, I want to manifest a new business, you've got to say, what's the cost of manifesting a new business? And the thoughts that you use to manifest a new business will cost you something. They will manifest a new business, but the thinking process will cost you a friend. The thinking process may even cost you the likability of your family. The thinking process will cost you something and you have to be prepared for that. There's no use naively saying, oh, I want to build a business uh, and I, I want all the people who currently like me to like me and therefore I'm going to change how I think. So I think the way I'm going to think myself into a success. I'm going to think myself into what I want to manifest. And I'm going to keep everybody happy in the process because that just won't happen. It just won't happen. It just won't happen. There is no, nobody makes a change in their current thinking process that doesn't have a positive and a negative effect. It takes you in the direction of your positive thought. We go in the direction of our dominant thought. And if our dominant thought is to build something or create something or fix something or heal something or surrender something, it's going to have a cost. And the cost is needs to be identified so that you say, I'm going to think something to cause this to happen. And the price I'm willing to pay is that. Because there's no thinking process on earth gives you 100% of everything exactly how you want it, in the way you want it, at the time you want it. There are thoughts that will give you a gold medal at the Olympic Games in uh, the marathon, if that's what you want. There are thoughts that will cause that. But if you say, I want a gold medal in the marathon and I want to stay home and bring up my kids and, and uh, I want to have uh, no injuries and I don't want to have body pain and I want to be spiritually in Nirvana and I don't want to travel and blah, 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 then uh, goodbye.
that's a change of thought that can't be thought because the thoughts that take you in the direction of what you want, the thoughts that build the dominant uh, goal of your life will also mean that there are, they are the same thoughts that will cost you. One of the things that I, I talk about a lot in corporate programs is the idea of manifestation. The idea of manifestation is I'm going to think into reality what I want. And that's exactly uh, important. We have to think thoughts that will bring into reality what we want. And there's a process, 13 steps. 13 steps of thinking into reality what we want. It includes action, by the way. But if you continue the manifestation process when you walk in the front door of your home, which is really difficult now because we are at home when we're doing the manifestation process, if you walk out of the room in which you're doing the manifestation thinking process into the lounge room where the kids are playing on the floor and keep thinking the same thinking process, the kids won't like you. Your partner won't like you anymore. So if you're actually gonna go, I'm gonna do the Edward de Bono seven hats theory, which means you, know, you change your hat every time you change the way you think, uh, then it's going to, be a, 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 going to be musical hats around the house and you need to be incredibly adaptive, incredibly quick in the way you think or change your thinking. So it's, it's really important to understand that there are certain thoughts, certain ways of thinking, certain process of thinking that are going to cause certain results. And if you want to change the results or change the thinking into a different place, there's no use creating a hybrid. I'll be a little bit of this and a little bit of that, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You need to create thoughts that will cause what you want, but you need to prioritize that. You need to realize also that in different environments, different thoughts will cause different results. If you are talking about manifesting your business and career and your finances, if you're talking about the thoughts that will cause all that to happen, and you bring the same thought process to your children or to your spouse, you will sabotage your children and your spouse's relationship with you because you'll treat them as things that you want to build rather than things that are there that deserve to be loved for who they are. Remember what we said at the start of this uh, conversation today? We said, uh, people become as you treat them. Well, you become as you treat you. If you want to be the wealthy uh, business tycoon, you better treat yourself as the wealthy business tycoon. And there's a way of thinking that causes that. And if you want to be the super, super, super anti, anti your parents, opposite, uh, incredible father, mother, brother, sister, auntie, uncle, uh, if you want to do that, uh, you have to be really careful that uh, it doesn't go head to head with your idea of becoming a wealthy tycoon and a business person. And then what happens is people say, well, I want a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this. It's like what you watch when you go to an American smorgasbord out west in a hotel and you get the big fat people, they, they start at one end of the room with a plate and it just gets bigger and bigger and pop. stuff starts to drop off onto the floor because it's actually overflowing because they really, they want to take as much as they can back to the table. They're afraid that if they don't do something specifically, it, it will all, the smorgasbord will shut and they'll be left with nothing. So we don't want to end up overloading the plate, which is uh, getting all complicated. And we also don't want to end up with seven, different goals that compete with each other, which is again, overflowing the plate was a complicated, but we don't want to do the worst. And the worst is mediocrity, where we create a compromise. We say, well, I want a little bit of success and a little bit of family and a 
little bit of health and a little, we end up about four out of 10 or five out of 10 in all the seven areas of life. We end up all super hybridized. And this is uh, mediocrity. Most people live quiet lives of desperation because why? Mediocrity is their ambition. It's not their deliberate choice. What it is, is where they end up by trying to have thought process that manifest everything without prioritizing. So I think uh, feedback is where we started. You will have energy to do the thing that you get positively reinforced feedback to do. You will lose energy in the thing where you get negative reinforced information. And most of this feedback we rely on external sources, so we're, we are not self-sufficient. We are other people dependent. Now, I've had the opportunity to coach many world-level athletes. Yes, not just my partner, but many. And here's what happens. If an athlete depends on their coach to tell them they're doing really, really well, or they depend on Strava, or the Aura Ring, or they depend on their teammates to tell them they're really doing really, really well in training. The problem becomes that that feedback system, that external feedback system, the self-talk doesn't actually get stronger. There's no self-sufficiency. What happens is the external talk gets stronger. But in the middle of a race, in a competition, riding a bike up a big long hill in a race when someone goes past you or swimming in the ocean when you miss a buoy and you have to go back or sailing on a yacht where you get penalized and you have to do a 360 uh, reverse tack. When these events happen, self-talk becomes self-sufficient. Whatever's going on in your head becomes the paradigm that you run in that moment, in the moment of reality, when a business is, when a decision needs to be made, when someone fucks up at work, when something goes a little pear-shaped at home, the self-talk takes over. And you will have energy for the things that you give yourself positive self-talk for, that's reinforcement, and you will lose energy for anything that you give yourself negative feedback for. Now, if you go, oh, I'm, uh, this relationship's so bad, or this person's so stupid, or this person needs fixing, or that person needs that, you're treating them as, you, as, you, as they will become. The self-talk in your head is what you apply to them, you apply to yourself. And next thing you know, you can't, uh, for the life, you understand why you're tired around your partner, or tired around your work, or tired around exercise. I meet many people who get into exercise programs, and after about a month in their exercise program, they go, oh, I'm not feeling up to it today. I'm not feeling up to it. Why? Well, because they apply business logic to an exercise program. They say, what's the feedback? How do I measure myself? How do I measure how well this feedback going? Is it my weight? Is it number of kilos I push? Is it, my, um, is it the looks on the faces of the people in the gym? Is it my Strava? Is it my Aura Ring? What's the feedback? And when that feedback is dependent on an external source, we become weak, exhausted. Listen to this, I've got a little sweetheart dancing behind me on a rock. 
I'm sitting on a rock on Bondi South. She decided to sing a song behind me. <laughs> How beautiful. That's positive feedback for her. She's enjoying it. Here she is again. How sweet. I think that's enough for today. I hope you've enjoyed this. Well, I know you've enjoyed it. Bye for now.